We are back. It's another Monday. Happy Labor Day here. Spencer Porter with Hank Bichelle for another one of our great shows. We are so excited to recap this weekend. Great action in college football as it's back. Week one isn't over yet. Actually, Clemson and Duke play tonight at 6. And that will wrap up week one of college football. And then there will be so much more to come. We're also excited to touch on the start of the NFL season, which will be Thursday as the Chiefs take on the Lions. But we'll start with college football. Exciting week, the best game so far, as has been talked about and watched by so many. It was impossible to not finish that game. Colorado at TCU, and the Buffs come out on top 45-42 after what looked like you know, TCU stopped throwing picks, was just going to take care of it. But the Buffaloes were just amazing on fourth down and and you know outside of the D-line and backers, Colorado was phenomenal. Shadir Sanders, you've heard so much about him. Coach Prime's son, 510 passing yards, a school record. So his first game with Colorado, his first game in college out of the HBCU, he still puts up those same numbers, 510 passing yards. And Travis Hunter, the other dog, played both ways, had an interception, and had 119 yards receiving with 11 receptions. And turn it over to you, Hank. What were your thoughts about that game as it was exciting? And you know, over this Labor Day weekend in, in Vegas, you were watching it. Uh, yeah. I just thought that Colorado's skill position players made all the big plays. They uh, came up continuous, like you said. Sanders setting a school record on his first game there. It was pretty cool. Uh, Travis Hunter's a dog. He was everywhere. Big-time pick in the second half. Uh, TCU played a good game, but I just thought there wasn't a lot of defense on either side down the stretch. It was just seen, seemed like it was score, score, score until the last stop by Colorado. But like you said, best game of the week, most exciting game. For sure, and Colorado's going to continue it on playing Nebraska next week, and that is a classic rivalry even beyond our time when the Huskers and Buffaloes were the best teams in the nation. So they'll kick that off again. And some people think it'll be a close game. I think you could see Colorado pulling away by 17, 21 points. We'll have to wait and see as both teams are looking to prove themselves. And a lot of people overreact after week one, especially in the sport of football. But week one to week two, so much improvement is made. Uh, You get away from those foolish penalties and those nerves uh, subside a bit. We looked at some other scores. You know, BYU beat Sam Houston State 14-0. Ohio State struggled early on, beat Indiana 23-3. And the shock was Texas State, the Aggies, I believe, uh, beat Baylor 42-31, which was the shocker. And the Baylor Bears will be playing the Utes uh, this Saturday which will be interesting because we thought Baylor would be more of a heavyweight, but it looks like could be a down year. We don't know for sure yet as you know th- that big-time improvement is shown from week one to week two. But it'll be interesting to see with the Utes if they stay with Nate Johnson and Bryson B- uh, Barnes or if they try to get Cam Rising going. Uh, but that just has a lot up in the air. The health uh, for the QB and the Utes situation is hard. But the QBs played good in that week one win over Florida. So those little variables, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, But going into this game against Baylor, Hank, what do you think uh, the Utes uh, are prepping for and how do you think the result's going to be? I think this is going to be a big game for Utah. I think uh, it's going to be 
an in-conference game next season against Baylor with that move. So I think this is a bigger game for them than most people realize. Depending on the QB, I think we'll see a lot of the same things we saw against uh, Florida. Let Barnes, you know, air it out a little bit more. Nate Johnson was a threat on the ground, had a couple big runs. But I thought they did a good job at balancing out each uh, QB, what their skill set was. So I think if it's those two again, a lot of the same looks we saw against Florida. I agree. And overall, the Pac-12 and with Utah, the shape of their roster, so much talent. There has been weak opponents for the majority of the Pac-12 in these week one games, but the conference is 13-0 on the season. And that included the win over Florida for the Utes and the upset over TCU for Colorado. The other games, you know, Stanford beating Hawaii, USC picking on San Jose State in what some people have called week zero, and then winning again uh, this weekend has shown that these better opponents uh, are coming on later on. And a quick correction, Texas State is the Bobcats, not the Aggies. That is my bad, but it was a big upset for them. We mentioned that scoreline for BYU, 14-0 the win with Slovis. As the new QB won for the Cougars, the offense just had a lot of lulls, a lot of dumb penalties that just killed drives and Slovis overthrowing a few guys just throughout the game as BYU's offense was up and down. But the defense you know, is the bright spot. Jay Hill recently acquired the D coordinator as he left Weber State, the head coaching job there, and having a handful of successful years with the Wildcats now gets to turn all his focus on the BYU defense, and they showed up and balled out, posting a shutout, which there weren't very many shutouts throughout college football uh, this past week. That was definitely the bright spot for BYU. Sam Houston State was in the WAC last year, and they are uh, one of the few teams that are now D1 and in the FBS. Uh, So they have shifted uh, into a higher conference, and... You know, they had some good moments, but we expect BYU to win. But I think some would have thought it was a blowout because they don't know where Sam Houston State is. Uh, but that is a school in Texas and, yeah, newly D1 at the at the FCS level. So good for them. We mentioned Ohio State winning 23-3. to But it looks like Michigan and Penn State might be a few steps ahead of the Buckeyes this year. That's kind of an overreaction, big take. But we have to wait and see. Ryan Day might be in the thick of it more than than we believe, as he hasn't beat Michigan in the past two seasons. Not off to the greatest start. They're still one and zero, so it's not like they lost. But it will be interesting to to see where that goes from there. Like we mentioned, those big games next week, the biggest game, it looks to be Texas versus Alabama. It was super exciting last year. And, you know, same teams, same traditions, but a lot of new faces as new QB for Alabama and those new skills come in after Bryce Young has left. But Quinn Ewers, still the QB for Texas, and they got that same taste in their mouth as they, you know, as Coach Sarkeesian said, they didn't lose that game last year. They just ran out of time because they were so close, uh, which, you know, they did lose. But it is a good twist to put on the game because – you know, you kind of got that feel for it uh, right after. B. John Robinson, that stud RB that got drafted to the Falcons, is the only offensive starter that the Longhorns have lost. They have brought back 10 of those other positions and just have a new running back this year. So that offense 
is looking uh, to go above and beyond last year and stay clicking. So what do you think, Hank? You know, that big game and with Roll Tide, as they've been good our whole lifetime, how do you think this one plays out against the Longhorns? Um, I think the Alabama will end up winning this game. I feel like they always – Alabama doesn't – lose a lot of early games Texas I think will be I think will be an exciting game be a fun game like you said Texas wants that revenge of that uh thriller from last year I think I think it'll be a good game but overall I think Bama pulls this one out in the end exactly I I couldn't agree more and it's just it's just what you have to say because Alabama has proven this year and year out in the past you know they're you could compare their franchise to someone like the Eagles or the Chiefs. They, I mean, they've actually won it before. Texas is kind of like the Buffalo Bills in the aspect that they get so much attention and their roster is this, the roster is that. But in the end, you know, they, they've never been in the college football playoff. The Bills have never been in the Super Bowl uh, with the guys they have right now with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. But we'll have to wait and see. that They're going to be ready for this one. Uh, but Nick Saban uh, knows all of that and and we'll just, we'll just have to wait for the game to play out. That's why they play it. Our favorite part of the show and what we'll finish up with uh, as we'll finish strong and, and keep things brief is the NFL is back. I'm sure everyone is aware of that. We're excited to pick our division winners and, and make our predictions of you know, teams we think will go to the playoffs and who's going to win the Super Bowl. Who knows about wild cards? We'll, we'll try our best, but they always come out of nowhere. But starting top to bottom, we're going to start strong with the AFC and then finish uh, with the NFC. And let's be real, the NFC is not as strong as the AFC this year in the quarterback context of things, as Jalen Hurts is the most talented QB in the NFC, and there's so many guys that match his level of playing and probably top it in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Aaron Rodgers or Justin Herbert or... You know, even Lamar, obviously Lamar Jackson. Someone argued Deshaun Watson. I, I wouldn't go there. This isn't 2018. Uh, but there are so many great players, and I probably spaced a few. Uh, but we will start with the AFC East, the famous division that the Patriots uh, ran for years and years as the Jets and Bills and the Dolphins looked on. But rosters are different. QBs are different. We'll let you start with this one, Hank, from top to bottom. Who do you think wins this division? And and then touch on your last place as well. So the, out of the winners, I think it's going to be a repeat of what we've seen the last few years with the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to repeat and win the division again. I just think top to bottom, they have the most consistent roster. I love, a lot of people have been questioning it from last year's playoff game with uh, Stephon Diggs and him not reporting to camp, but – I think that the Jets aren't going to be able to piece enough games together. They're going to be a new team. They have to gel. That line is shaky. So I don't think the Jets are going to be up there. I don't believe in the Dolphins, and I don't believe in the Patriots. So I'm putting the Bills up the top. And I actually I do, I do think that the Dolphins are going to take last place. <clears throat> I think that the uh, Patriots are going to be the Patriots and win a couple of close games where the score is 7-13. to 13. But I just I think that the Dolphins – I'm not a to a believer. Some may call me a hater, but I think that they're going to disappoint a lot of fans this year, and they're going to uh, finish below 500 for sure. 
So last year the Bills were 13 and three. Uh, you know, after that Monday Night Football uh, catastrophe and, and just scary moment, the game wasn't finished. So the Bills posted a 13 and three record, and the Bengals were that other team. So those teams are listed of only as only playing 16 games. But as we are aware of it, it's a 17-game season. And for that reason, the Dolphins, I, I don't think Tua can play all 17 games. I, I agree. I think the Bills will win the division again. I, I believe, and part of it's bias, I, in the Patriots, they have the worst QB in the division in Mac Jones, but the best coach in the division and in all of NFL history in Bill Belichick. So I think the Patriots can sneak in at a wild card and take second place. The Jets are going to... You know, have midway through the season and the end of the season some great things to look on and some wins. But starting off the season, it's going to be tough. I think they'll they'll go three and three or two and four, and it it's just it's so hard to have two wild cards out of the same division. It happened last year with the Giants and Cowboys in the in the NFC East, but I I don't think it's going to happen for the Jets. They're going to be kind of what the Patriots were this last year in the Steelers. The that best team or the second best team that didn't make the playoffs, uh, which in other words means you're a mediocre team. So go Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins uh, in an exciting division. Uh, probably the most well-coached division. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Uh, obviously risky. I know the Patriots are the Patriots, but but we'll have to see. Uh, continuing on, what's um, what's so fun about the NFL? Obviously, 32 teams, eight divisions. We just keep going and going, and now to touch on the AFC North, where the Bengals won that division last year with that 12 and 4 record, like we've touched on, having 16 games in the last year compared to the other teams with 17, uh, because of those those variables out of control. The Baltimore Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Those four teams, lots of QB talent, uh, but some guys with some things to prove as well with Kenny Pickett and Deshaun Watson. We'll go back to you, Hank. AFC North predictions. What do we got? I think this is actually the hardest uh, division to rank. Definitely in the AFC, maybe in the whole league. Because uh, if if the Ravens stay healthy, that they could be definitely a contender in my eyes. Um, same thing with the Bengals. Joe Burrow's a little shaken up right now, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go. Like you said, Deshaun Watson has to prove himself a little bit, but he was an MVP candidate back in Houston for a year so I, I definitely think that the Steelers are going to end up taking last but the Steelers are always a good team they always have a good defense have a solid wide receiver core and a good running back with Harris but I still think they're going to take last because it's such a tough division I'm going to go Browns in third I think Baltimore might win the division because they're good at pulling out close games with they have a great kicker so I'm going to go Bengals two in the wild card and the Ravens win in the division. Well, yeah, interesting, and yeah, it definitely could happen. A lot of people nationally have, you know, picked this division to have two wild cards. Uh, I mean, as it's so talented, so three of the four teams making the playoffs in some people's predictions. I'm, I'm really going to twist this around. I, I think the Bengals uh, will repeat. Um, Joe Burrow is a little shaken up, but it. It's kind of the same story told in a different way as he had his appendectomy two off seasons ago about the same time he strained his calf and he ended up having a great year and, and playing through things, staying healthy. And so, yes, yeah, the calf isn't 100%, uh, but 
I I think he'll he'll be fine. And they have such an amazing offense with Jamar Chase and and T Higgins and Joe Mixon and and so I I mean just Joe Mixon with doing the coin toss celebration last year and getting fined for that. I the bonus points for him. It, it I thought it was hilarious. Worth worth the money if you're a millionaire. Worth the money. So the Bengals have that. You could argue you need a calf more than an appendix because you do. Uh, but I think I think the Bengals win that division. And I, I've been swayed by by other voices through through channels of sports media. And I'm gonna say the Steelers take second in this division. I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett guy, but he grew up right by the stadium, right by Heinz Field. It's not called that anymore, but you know, it, it's literally three syllables, two syllables, Heinz Field. It's easier to memorize, and it's what it was with the terrible towels and Big Ben. The the fans love him, and Pickett to Pickens is always a good thing. And, you know, you got Najee Harris. They'll do some great things, and their defense is, is always uh, ready to go. Like I said, I think Bill Belichick's the best coach, and Mike Tomlin's not far behind. Him and Andy Reid are probably tied for second. Tomlin is, is so talented, and he's not as an— He's an evil genius, but not as as evil genius as Bill Belichick is. With that being said, the Ravens take third. They're kind of like the L.A. Clippers, I, I think. You, you got Odell, you got Mark Andrews, you got Lamar. You could you could throw in Dobbins, but they got these great talents. They're just banged up. They're never healthy at the same time. And if they are healthy, it's from week one to week five, but not in postseason time, not at the end of the regular season. So I think the Ravens uh, take third. But whether you play in week one or week 17, week 13, they're always a tough matchup. And oh, you don't like your odds going against them, especially in Baltimore. And then the Browns, where they always belong in last place. Love Nick Chubb. Love highlights of Deshaun Watson, but as a person. And, you know, just the baggage that's been going on is just not worth it and hard to bet on. I think Amari Cooper will probably have over a thousand yards in a great year, uh, but you know, if I if I ask people on the street, if I even ask myself or Hank, can you name a defensive player on the Browns besides Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward? So you know, a few, but they they, they just don't have as many guys as we think, uh, and uh, defensively, and if you double Miles Garrett, well, he'll get one or two sacks in the game, not five, and you you can overcome that. So. Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. Uh, we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, but I feel confident about it right now because they haven't started the game yet. Now to the AFC South, the, the division in the AFC that probably not going to watch many of their games. The Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans. None of those teams had double-digit wins last year. Three of them had double-digit <laughs> losses. If we flip that that one around, uh, Hank, what, what do you think uh, about about this part of the league. Yeah, I think this one's going to be almost a exact repeat of last year's. But I just think the Jacks are going to win a couple more games. I think they far and away have the best quarterback in the league. I think he's the most underrated quarterback. Oh, not in the league, in the division. Okay, okay. In the division. I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the league. Um, they have a bunch of good receivers. They get Calvin Ridley back. And then I just think the rest is – uh, divisions either too young or too old and injury prone. Uh, Texans are going to be the Texans. 
Colts are this is just a development year. They have no players over thirty on their roster. And then the Titans, they're just they have a bunch of good players, but I just don't think they're one of the good teams in the trenches. I don't think their lines are gonna hold up enough for Tannehill to have time to throw it deep, you know. So I think it's gonna re- repeat. Jacksonville takes on and uh, no wild cards. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in line with that. You know, Tennessee, they they just acquired D Hop. He he's older and and I just don't know if Tannehill's gonna get it to him or if they even let Malik Willis play. Will Levis, I I don't even know if he's ever gonna get burned. Mayonnaise with coffee, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, what I love about the Titans is Mike Vrabel. The team is just tough. Derrick Henry. I, on a cold night, you don't want to play the Titans. Uh, and the Colts, we, we are not confident in Anthony Richardson and think the Colts can can have some moments, maybe a good possession, a good quarter, but it's not going to end up being good games for them and be many, many Ws. And the Texans, I, well, I think this is just, you know, a year to prepare for next year uh, when, when they could get better, maybe even have a chance to, to win a wild card. But, but I agree that the Jaguars are going to win this division. They could even compete for first place in the AFC because their schedule is so weak, uh, you know, just with who they match up with. And obviously you play the teams in your division twice. So six of the 17 games of their season is against Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Houston, which I would believe they go 5-1 and one and 6-0. and oh. So they're very talented. Calvin Ridley uh, is, isn't a gamble anymore. He's back, and... You know, you can you can bet on him to get some catches. And Doug Peterson, he did win a ring with Philly. Man loves ice cream and loves calling good offense. And the Jaguars are looking to do that this year, which I I believe they have every possibility to do so. Yeah, that's just what what I agree with. Anthony Richardson, I just don't know if it's going to pan out. We're going to have to get into this sometime later. But running quarterbacks, their physicality is amazing. Their highlights are amazing. But they don't win Super Bowls. Jalen Hurts was close. He did not win. Steve Young, you could you could argue for going back decades, pulled it off. But in this era of the NFL, it hasn't really happened yet. They've been close. But would you say Patrick Mahomes a running quarterback? I you could say he's dual threat, but he slings it so well and you know passes the, has so many passing yards and sets records that way that I I wouldn't say that. I, I and mean, as you just go back to to the studs of Manning and Breeze, Brady, Rogers, uh, you know, Big Ben, he won he won a Super Bowl. Those guys uh, stood in the pocket, threw dimes, and you know especially Brady, even Big Ben later on in his career, they would fall just fall down instead of getting tackled for a sack. They yeah. just give themselves up to protect themselves, and the running quarterbacks do the opposite of that. J T. Daniels last night for LSU, that guy was I mean that QB is elusive when he gets out but he took some blows and you're scared to have your quarterback get hit like that and also in LSU's case scared when you get killed 45-17 the first game of the season we got we got to stay back though with the AFC now the AFC West the division that was a little underwhelming last year for all the hype it was it was given but there are a lot of great players and great coaches in this division as well uh, Hank, what what do you think here about about the AFC West? Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different this year. I think the Chiefs are gonna they're gonna repeat again, but I think they're gonna lose a couple more games in three. Uh, their defense has gotten a lot weaker, 
and I think they're going to uh, be in a lot of high-scoring games. Obviously, it's tough to bet against that offense, but I think they're going to drop a couple more. The Raiders, I, the Raiders aren't going to be very good. Don't really have a strong uh, quarterback option. Lost a lot of big players. They have a good running back, but I, I don't see it. I don't see it for the Raiders this year. I think the Broncos are going to be an improvement. I think Sean Payton's going to get uh, my boy Russell Wilson back on track. Uh, we got to stay healthy in the wide receiver room. Been cursed over the last couple of years by losing our receivers. But I think the Broncos are going to win about 9 to 10 games. I think they're going to take second in this division. I think Chiefs are going to stay up. Uh, Chargers third, Raiders fourth. Yeah, I, I'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I agree with you with, with Chiefs and, and Raiders. I think that's the best team and the worst team. And, you know, shout out McDaniels. When you break off a Belichick's coaching tree and get the head coaching job, doesn't work out so well. He's going for part two, as part one in Denver was so bad. Uh, we'll see how this one shapes out, though, for the Raiders with, with Jimmy G as the new QB. And, you know, Darren Waller's gone, but they still got Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. I think the Chargers are very good. Kellen Moore as the new offensive coordinator leaving Dallas. You know, used to be that that QB for Boise State. Now he's helping Herbert and that offense call plays and get things going, putting points on the board. The Chargers are great offensively and defensively, but like we mentioned, kind of with that injury bug, like the Clippers or the Ravens, it's hard for all these guys to just be healthy at the same time. But Herbert is an elite QB. Austin Eckler is a quarterback's best friend to have in the backfield. He does everything. So I think the Chargers... Uh, are probably going to be the number one wild card this year uh, in the AFC. The Chargers are the Clippers of the league. You said the Ravens were. It's the Chargers. They got good players. They're never going to win anything. Well, that could that could apply with that narrative. Never win anything. But <clears throat> like Paul George said, and I'll second it. It's his year. It's his year. And and they got that new arena. Strong finish there. Now we'll go to the <laughs> NFC. Uh, NFC East. The Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. You probably all, all our viewers probably had that one memorized because America's team, the Cowgirls, get so much coverage uh, for doing nothing. But nationally, a lot of praise for the Cowboys this year. Uh, but it's crazy to me because they still have Dak Prescott as QB uh, when, when Cooper Rush was the man last year. We haven't disclosed the location we're at, though, so you can't, you, you can't come get us for speaking the truth, uh, Dallas fans. Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Giants, Commanders. We haven't said this yet. I'll be the first to say it. I think it stays as is. I, I, I think it's just going to run it back like it was last year. The Eagles win that division. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, I, I think, will get that wild card. Uh, they beat the Buccaneers last year in, uh, in that upset uh, against Tampa Bay and in Brady's career. Uh, but then it was short-lived for the Cowboys after that first round. Uh, that The Giants, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. They were a wild card last year, um, but they were 9-7-1 and seven, nine and seven and one last year as they tied with the Commanders, uh, and I just don't – I they gave Daniel Jones a lot of money, uh, and he he's okay. He, he makes the right decision, does a few great things, uh, but it's just not – not flashy enough, not efficient enough, and it's it's just not not gonna get them where where the New York Football Giants want to go, and the Washington Commanders, 
Sam Howell's this, Sam Howell's that. And then they say he's a stud. He's going to be the starting QB. Terry McLaurin is, is a stud receiver. Uh, but after that, I just, I you don't even know what to call them. Are they the Washington football team or the Washington commanders? I, there's even another petition to bring the Redskins nickname back. Who knows? That, that just kind of summarizes how they are as a team, how they play. They look amazing one game and then the other game there, you know, show that they probably should and will take last place in the NFC East again. What do you think, Hank? Yeah, I agree with you. But, but the only only thing I disagree with is I think there's no wild cards from this division. I think it's just get, Eagles move on. But I think Cowboys missed the cut this year. I think they're going to be not going to be very good. But I don't, I don't think any of these teams are going to win a lot of games. Yeah, it, it's a tough division. Uh, and we'll just have to wait and see. I, I always love uh, a Cowboys loss. Nothing against the players, just the fans. Just the fans. To the NFC North, uh, this might be the funnest division to, to talk about, uh, given our topic. A, a lot of just different identities and a few new faces around in this division with the Vikings, Lions, uh, Packers, and, and Bears. And so I, I I still haven't made up my mind. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a team that has proven nothing and pick the Detroit Lions to win this division. I love the colors. I love the coach. I think Jared Goff is a good QB. Amron St. Brown uh, is a great receiver. They're going with Jameer Gibbs, recently out of Atlanta, as RB1, it looks like. So he'll be in the backfield. They don't have DeAndre Swift anymore. And uh, I don't know. It's just a fun team to watch. Their offense uh, had some amazing games last year, but their defense, uh, you know, in. Probably more than half the games last year was horrible. And so that's going to have to get better. They've had a few little hiccups with, you know, some alleged people on the team gambling and one of those DBs they traded for going down with an early injury. But Motor City going to take first this year. And then the Minnesota Vikings will take second. They The Vikings still find pull out a way to win these games. And they have the best receiver in the league in J.J., and uh, Jordan Addison, who they drafted at USC, is going to learn a lot from Jordan. Uh, excuse me, going to learn a lot from Justin Jefferson and contribute well. The Packers will take third. I think they'll have a solid year. Some good moments from Jordan Love, some bad, uh, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think. And I know the Bears are going to be last. They they're a highlight reel. They do some cool things, and in the end, they lose. Uh, I'll just keep it You're not buying bl- blunt on, about the Bears. You're not buying on the hype train for the Bears? No. Uh, I'm with you on that. I think the Bears and Packers are going to be fighting for the last place in this division. I do think that the Vikings are going to win it, though. I think they're going to repeat. Just like last year, they, they just found a way to win a lot of close games. Uh, but I do think that the Lions are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think they're going to win enough games. Um, I'm a big Jared Goff guy. I think he's really found a home here in Detroit. He bounced back after all the hate he got in L.A. But, yeah, so that's my first wild card team. I got Vikings winning that division. We'll have to see how that one plays out. But like we said, we believe that Minnesota and Detroit or Detroit-Minnesota will be on top of that one. And the Bad News Bears are in last place. Four is as high as they get. The NFC South now, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons. Those last year's division, just to remind you, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all finished seven and ten, and the Buccaneers won that division, going eight and nine, uh, which is crazy to win your division with a losing record. It's so funny though, you know. Sometimes as you see standings late on in any season, especially in the MLB, they'll have that little E by their name, you know, like you've been eliminated. You know, obviously when you're in last place, you're you're gonna run out of time at some point. But in this, in this, in the case for this division, that E was never really there because all all these teams needed to do at the end of the season was win that one game and they had a chance. And what made it especially fun is, you know, as the end of the season you play teams in your division. But that's how it played out as the Buccaneers won that division with a losing record. The Buccaneers are a completely different team as Tom Brady is out of football. I believe you're just, you really just got to flip that division upside down. The Atlanta Falcons win the division with the Saints taking second. Panthers taking third and the Buccaneers uh, in dead last this year. You know, Buccaneers fans, it might get back to how it was a handful of years ago. But remember, with the boy Tommy, you were on top and did get that ring over the Chiefs. Because did Mahomes beat Brady in a meaningful game? Yeah, not as many times as he lost to him. Anyway, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers, we're only going to get one playoff team out of this one, which will be the Falcons, the division winner. I know Hank's not going to say the same thing as me. We'll find out. Very correct. I think the Falcons are going to be solid, but I don't trust all those young players to lead a team to a division championship just yet. I'm going with the Saints. Some may say he's biased, but I think that they have the best quarterback in the division. Derek Carr was a nice pickup. I think that uh, their receiving core, if they stay healthy, it's going to be one of the best receiving cores in the league. And they have options at running back, although – Kamar's suspension hurts, and uh, their draft pick getting going down in practice also doesn't hurt, doesn't help them. But I think the Saints are going to come out on top. I think the Falcons are going to take second. Panthers, I think, you know, it's definitely a development year for their uh, Bryce Young there. Buccaneers take last. Uh, Falcons, I think they're going to squeeze out a wild card spot. I think they're going to win a lot of games, but I think the Saints are winning this division. Yeah, it will be a tight race. I could see the Saints coming out on top or the, or the Falcons. Harder to see the Panthers. I think it's possible, and I just don't really see it with the Buccaneers. Uh, but you never know. It's kind of – I don't mean to throw shade on the Mountain West here, but it's like the team that wins this division is like the team that wins the Mountain West. You're the best in your division, but overall and in Division One, you know, you, you don't match up with, you know, the, a Power Five first-place yeah. team like – like Philadelphia, like Buffalo, or Kansas City. But stranger things have happened. We've had wild cards win the Super Bowl, or teams, you know, that were not the one seed. As we all know, that's why we play these games out. Wrapping it up here with the NFC West. We've done all, we've done seven divisions. Here's the eighth one. The 49ers won it last year going 13-4. and four. Then we had the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals. The Rams had quite a fall off. Yeah, the, this division, there's... It's so interesting, this division, just because there's a lot going on with, with teams that are, are close, teams that might be regressing, and teams that are far, far away. Where do you mix and match these ones, Hank? Uh, I say they're going to run it back exactly the same. Niners making or winning the division, probably getting a bye first week of the playoffs. 
Seattle's going to snag a wild card spot again. I think Seattle's going to just build on, on top of last year. A couple of injuries in the defense, but that offense just got a little bit, bit, little bit better. Playing with each other more is going to help them out. Uh, Rams going to stay in the same spot. I don't think that they're not a – we talked about it last week, but they got a lot of problems to fix in that offense, and then Cooper Cup gets injured. Uh, so that's kind of a big blow to them. Kind of need him to start this season out. And then the Cardinals, I think, will be the worst team in football. So, Yes, I I second that when the Cardinals have a lot to play for, but they're playing for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Uh, let's not fool ourselves. And – their coach seems a little off. With he, he is not as intense as others. We'll, we'll put it that way, and uh, you know, we will probably link that story we're talking about on ninety-one three the blaze through Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it's, it's interesting, uh, but they they have the opportunity. It's possible to pull Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, got kind of a crazy one-two like that uh, next year, and so they have a lot to play for. Uh, but it is a long ter- long term goal for them. I want to pick the Seahawks to to win this division uh, because you know they they have some exciting things. Pete Carroll is kind of the the fun grandpa in the league. He knows a, a lot about ball, uh, but I I think he keeps people happy. They like him around. Geno Smith had a had a great year. It's hard to bet on him to to have that same year or improve. The, the part I love about S- Seattle, though, is their receivers and Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and now Jackson Smith and Jigba. A good addition for them. But all those can be matched by the 49ers with all the guys they have in Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, who I, I actually am high on Ayuk. He's not the number one option. He's a good blocker, and you know he makes good plays when, when he gets the ball thrown his way. It just doesn't happen as much because George Kittle's on the field. Christian McCaffrey deserves 25 to 30 touches a game, and Debo Samuel... Uh, is I, I would say probably just right behind Travis Kelsey and just yards after the catch and just elusiveness, bouncing off bodies and faster and more athletic than, than you think. Uh, kind of one of those deceiving people. So I, I, I'll have to agree with Hank. I, I said that in a lot more words than just I agree. As the 49ers win it, the Seahawks I think can creep in though and be a wild card than the Rams and the Cardinals. I, I think the Rams can make some noise when Stafford and Cooper Cup play together and they're, and they're healthy. But as one, if one is shaken up or the status of the line for the Rams is bad, Cooper Cup's dealing with a hamstring injury. I saw on Twitter that you know Cooper Cup's in Minnesota getting treatment, pretty much where our best hospitals are in the great state of Minnesota. He's not even in L.A., and so he's really worried about that and got to get that figured out. So there's a lot of question marks for the Rams. Uh, they lost Bobby Wagner. He went back to Seattle. And Aaron Donald is a stud. I'd never insult him. He, he would kill me. He, he's a beast. But he's one year older, and that's just going to be said about him every year from now. He's still going to make some amazing plays, uh, but he's he's creeping out of that prime. So that that is our division winners. We agree that we think the Eagles win their division, the Bills win their division, the Chiefs win their division, and the 49ers win their division. And then mix and match, sorry, as, as well as the Jaguars. Mix and match in the other ones. Uh, that's why the game is played, I'm sure. You shrug your head at us a little bit. But just let it play out. We might be smarter than you, equally as intelligent, or a lot dumber than you. We'll have to wait and see. But we are excited for Thursday night. That's how far away it is for the season to start. Then we got games on Sunday. And we finish Monday off strong with the Jets-Bills matchup, uh, which 
I, it speaks for itself. Five years ago, 10 years ago, that was a snoozer of a matchup. Now it is big time. Thanks for being with us, uh, and we will catch you next time next Monday to recap another great week.